Hey everyone. Hi everyone, and thank you so much for joining us for another Still Moments with Jesus. We are so happy to have you here with us, and I hope you're having a blessed, well, we hope you're having a blessed week. Yeah, we are. Hope you're doing well, and um, my name's Brian. I'm Maya. And today, my beautiful and wonderful wife and co-minister Maya has something that she'd like to share, um, or like us to discuss today. So we've been going through a lot this week, uh, especially going on with focusing on Kenyan elections and yeah. the wait right now. So yeah. hopefully by this video's out, most likely the wait will be over. <laughs> but that stress, mm -hmm. I know, has been affecting us in the household. If it's been affecting you as well, just know that we are praying for you. But yeah. I get that it's been a it's been a rough. <laughs> it's Which been is, a, yeah, it yeah. has been rough. Yeah, it has been a rough one. It's been a little bit it's of a rough, a rough week. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, I think the subject that we really wanted to focus on is kind of finding hope when we feel hopeless yeah. or feeling uncomfortable and not knowing where Jesus is. We talked about last week about mm -hmm. how sometimes it feels like you can't see God or right. like you can't see God, right? right. Uh, and for me, that focus surprisingly has come because Brian is actually uh, doing a wonderful job mm -hmm. of a translation of the book of Revelation. That is true. I am trying to translate the New Testament uh, as a whole into separate books with uh, commentary uh, that kind of just ties into the Old Testament pretty easily, or Hebrew Bible very easily, so that someone reading can just like read and just say, hey, I kind of get where this text is going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, without f too much fear or worry or stress, because mm -hmm. we know the fear that comes with reading the book yes. of Revelation. Yeah. The fear that comes with reading the book of Revelation, I know most yeah. people don't want to have their children touch it, at least until they're 15. Right. I know that it sounds absolutely terrifying. Why right. are we talking about that? Where the heck is the hope coming from? Right. It's dark. There's a bunch of stuff. And for me, yeah. it wasn't until we It really, is intimidating. Yeah, it is yeah. very intimidating. There's a lot of like imagery that we have no idea what's going on. There's so many different interpretations, translations, right? Yeah. But hopefully what we want you to come across with today is just a little bit more about the book of revelation how it's not really that scary yeah. comparatively and actually there's a lot of hope inside of it when you just kind of get down to the nitty-gritty of the text yeah it's true um and um i like that the goal of the book is already stated in the first three verses so uh, it kind of gets you ready to kind of like take in what you are going to read and how to kind of process what you're about to just you know spend your time mulling over because that's what the text also calls you to do, for mm -hmm. the most part. Mm -hmm. All over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, if we want, if it's okay, I'll set yeah. the scene. Uh, so okay. <laughs> oh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So, look at Revelation. We're hearing from John. And John's kind of vision experience with Jesus, right? John is on a little rock island in, I forget where the location is. Oh, Patmos. Thank you. Thank you. He pronounces Bible names because I'm not there yet. <laughs> uh, and... On this, uh, uh, he has been sentenced there, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he, they have tried to kill John on numerous occasions. Nothing has worked. Yeah. Uh, so they were like, let's just drop him off on a yeah. hospitable island mm -hmm. where we won't have to deal with him anymore, right? And yeah. in this time period, he gets uh, this wonderful vision from Jesus and yeah. actually talks to Jesus appearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it does, uh, yeah, it does. As well, we also know that John wrote the book of John in the Gospels, <laughs> mm -hmm. if that helps out with a little bit of connection. Although there's a huge question about which John this one is. This is very true. There's like a whole story about it in, schol in scholarship. But there are those who think it's the same John of John the Gospel, yes. and you know, where the Revelator may, be, may have been one and the same. But 
but there's still That's a little discussion, yeah. Yeah, also, <laughs> just as we know, every single time we open our mouths about the Bible, we all know there's going to be a controversy or something else that is happening. <laughs> yeah, and someone's going gonna to absolutely yeah. disagree, which is totally yeah. fine because we are so welcome. We yeah. welcome, like, conversation and disagreement and questioning because it's beautiful and it, it helps yeah. us all grow in our faith. Yeah. So thank you <laughs> in advance. Uh, yeah. But with that being said, I think what were those three? What's mm. the start of the book of Revelations? Oh, yeah. Uh, I will take a piece from uh, my translation that I'm working on right now. So uh, the way it reads is this way. So my translation, as I've broken it down, I just said this is the introduction and it reads, the unveiling of Jesus Messiah, which God gave to him to show his servants the things which are necessary to happen or to take place quickly. And he sent out a sign through his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the witness and testimony of Jesus Messiah, even to all that he saw. Blessed, happy, and fortunate is the one who reads, as well as those who hear and perceive the words of the prophecy, and carefully pay attention to the writings in it, for the set for the set measure of time is imminent, and soon to come to pass. So those are verses one to three of my translation. Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot going on there, uh, but in and of itself is amazing because John is essentially inviting you to have still moments with Jesus. Essentially through the book, he says to wait and like patiently read and go over and reflect on the things you're about mm -hmm. to read. Um, so I think we're already, already there. If you're already subscribed and you're already part of this, you're already there. <laughs> you're already that, mulling over it. Yeah. But with that being said, people are still super intimidated by this text, yeah, right? It like a it's a scary book. It sounds like absolutely like, oh my gosh, it's the end it of the is world. It's a scary book. Rapture. Like what, like how do you even Doom. find yeah. hope and compassion and joy from this text? Yeah. And I would say for me, the first thing that I always do when I start reading my own Bible yeah. is I always take a step back of where am I located at? Mm. Where where am I physically talking? Mm. Who's talking at this moment? Right. What is Job talking about today? Because right. I think sometimes something that I struggle with is I get wrapped up and I just like will try to hop into a paragraph, mm -hmm. right? And be mm -hmm. like, ah, this is really good. John mm -hmm. three sixteen. that's a classic, right? Without yeah. wrapping back, like stepping back and be like, well, what, yeah. what is Jesus even talking about? The larger right. thing. So right. I think the biggest shock right. for me with Revelation is that it's letters as well as like yeah. we're leading like think of like letters very that, personally yeah. letters mm -hmm. yeah the letters like that paul yeah. would write right and yeah. that's something to keep in mind is that it's going to be letters to the seven churches right yeah that are currently existing for the first part yes yeah yeah i'm good yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> thank, you. thank you for that sir <laughs> i couldn't help it okay yeah, yeah. but I, I think particularly for mm. this first phase because i don't think most people get past maybe even the first three sentences right mm. uh, or at least when we start to go into imagery later on in the text um, yeah. and there's language that makes people feel uncomfortable but for me yeah. the greatest hope that i do find is in the first part of revelation and <laughs> i would not even say like the second part i'm getting there but it's still very confusing with all the imagery right yeah. but with the first part of revelation the thing that gives me hope and the thing that gives me joy is that jesus is particularly looking at each church mm. and talking to them through John, but talking to each group and saying, mm. I have seen you, mm. I have heard from you, your mm. prayers are not like needlessly <laughs> needless. Mm. I know times are scary. I know it's, yeah. like, it's the acknowledgement. Yeah. Jesus goes 
about each church very specifically Mm -hmm. and highlights different people inside of the communities, highlights Mm -hmm. the social structure that's going on each church, which is also different. Mm -hmm. So it's the beauty of saying, wow, I have a God. Mm -hmm. I have a wonderful God that Mm -hmm. looks down or looks everywhere around me and says, hey, I see you and Mm -hmm. I know what you're doing right now. Mm -hmm. And here's how I can help right Mm. and that for me is where revelation where the hope that comes in throughout my week is remembering Mm. even when we're about to talk about like the end times Mm. god still precursor is talking to people at the forefront and saying i love you and i see you Mm. oh yeah that's true Uh, i remember when you were reading the um which church was it that you're reading on that really caught your attention of the woman who was calling herself jezebel and that kind of stood out to you Mm -hmm. for, for some reason that really did speak to you, um, uh, because it, it's clear that she was a teacher, right, and at that particular church, and a minister, but also teaching things that were mm-hmm. contrary, the thing that the Nicolaitans were preaching at that time, mm-hmm. and trying to mislead people, right, mm-hmm. and you were like, huh, but then you also read that Jesus was like, Hey, I've given her. I've been giving her time mm. to like change her ways and like do things right. And because she hasn't, this is what I'm gonna do, mm-hmm. right? And then you're like, huh? So Jesus actually gave her time to like change, mm. uh, like from teaching people wrong things at the church and trying to mislead them. Mm. Uh, and that's where you find Jesus actually having a lot more grace in how he addresses each issue yeah. from one church to another, and each. And I think this is something that you and I were realizing, like how each, what John sees in chapter one plays a huge role into what he's going to talk about in chapters two and three. Yeah. Right? Like how that fits into each church, right? Yeah. 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 I would say the reason why I enjoyed Mm -hmm. (laughs) that specific Mm -hmm. church Mm -hmm. community uh, was Mm -hmm. because there is a woman who was empowered teaching people. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't at any point where I saw God or Jesus tell her not to teach not to do things but Mm. to not lead people astray Mm. it wasn't a taking way of her power who she was as a woman Mm. like an individual like calling me like "Mm, no like you shouldn't even be talking no it's not stated there right Mm. but it's saying hey like you have so much power and i've trusted Mm. you with this that you're actually i've given you chance and chance again Mm. that gave me the empowerment of knowing like whoa like jesus not only giving me chances but like is listening to every single little thing i do and is supporting Mm. me along that right right so even though this woman decided to make her own choice and decision i can Mm. still make my own choice and decision and be like wow like when i screw up god's right there and it's still loving me and it's still saying i love you it's okay you did mess up yeah Yeah. And, and it's hard to see how how god how God still sees us, um, even when things don't seem to be lining up with that. Yeah. Like even with everything going on in the world right now, and just how things have been, and people's just general sense of like ah, fatigue and just tiredness with everything. Um, it's hard to see it, but it's very interesting that each <laughs> message of the church starts with Jesus saying that I see yes. you, like I see and know what you're going through. Um, and and that's a very interesting way to start a message <laughs> mm. to each group that you're talking to, and it's not always doom and gloom. Some it's uh, it's it's hey, I see what you're doing. I see you guys are trying, but I need you to do this thing. Oh, 
guys, I see you guys doing this. I see you guys not doing this. So I see you guys suffering under these guys. It's a, it's fascinating to just see how those um, words mm-hmm. are not uh, just spoken in carelessly or just randomly. They're picked very, very carefully yeah. to address issues, to address the people, to mm-hmm. talk to them and just say, hey... I'm trying to have a conversation with you on this thing so that you guys really do make it in the end and actually mm-hmm. have that which I you know is already promised and supposed and supposed to be yours. Mm. Uh, I think, but the thing that always astounds that I think astounds uh, both my wife, Maya, and I, yeah, is how each message is co-opted in a way that doesn't that kind of blows your mind, right? Like the mm. the bronze bull example. It, to one of the churches in uh, chapter in chapter two, you know the story of the bronze bull. Yeah. yeah. So the story of the bronze bull uh, is fascinating, and it is in the very same section where Jesus talks about the. Give me sec. Give me one second. Let me just pull this up. Where Jesus talks about, um, you know, him being the one with uh, with a vo- uh, with the with the one who has a sword. Last word comes from his mouth, um, and he's speaking uh, judgment essentially to uh, those who are. Give me just a moment, just a moment. I'm sorry, I'm taking time. I'll let you take over. I know I should have memorized this. It's because I'm still in the middle of translating. I'm like, oh my gosh, I forget which one. I think it's just the subject matter that we're on right now. Yeah, I think it's also the subject matter. So for me. speaking of Jesus with the sword it goes back to that same place of like wow this is like intimidating God right like this is a fun loving hugging Jesus that I met in Sunday school like where is that one and realizing when I read even like in Revelations 1 uh, when John goes to bow to Jesus like on his knees on the ground uh, that Jesus in turn is kneeling on top of John like has his hand up. Oh no! Not really. Not really no, no, on top. Not him, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. Bending over to like get yeah. him up. Yes. As he puts his hand on his shoulder, like. Yeah. Hey John, why are you why are you on the ground? I'm the one who's supposed to be, because John's described as falling as though dead, but then Jesus is like, no, but look, I'm the one who's dead and I'm now alive forevermore. So it's it's fascinating to just hear that come out from Jesus as he's seen by John mm-hmm. the way John sees him. Mm-hmm. And John's taken aback by it, and he's mm-hmm. like, "What's going on here?" Uh, I uh, yeah. I think that the lessons I learned the most revelation is that being a Christian, following Jesus's path is not. I want to say multiplicity because I don't think that's the right word, mm-hmm. but uh, multi-faceted. There can be two things happening simultaneously, right? Mm-hmm. Like we, what it teaches me when I look at like anything that's going on in my life that there can be like chaos and darkness and scary mm-hmm. and all the other stuff like everything going on in the book of revelations i think part of the issue with people fear the book of revelation so much it's very like oh we have war we have darkness this is something that's actually happening in our lives right i think it's the reason why people might skip it a little bit right including me I, i'm i'm say I, I will skip on a day i'm not in a mood okay yeah. <laughs> so i i feel you on that level yeah but at the same time that jesus has a sword coming out of his mouth who's going to fight enemies and battle, but is still willing to say, hey, John, like, how are you? Like, it's yeah. good to see you. 
let me help you up and that existing in the same space right so when i apply it to my life when i apply it like apply it to elections this time around in kenya Mm. for me it's not no violence we're not saying Mm. violence whatsoever right Right. but understanding if there's anything that's scary or harsh or is there something going on that feels big and overwhelming like Mm. and you can't even comprehend it that there's still Mm. jesus kneeling towards you there's still jesus watching you and saying hey i got you i Mm. see you i see you in this church i see what you all are trying to do Mm. i see that you're you are helping me I, I, it's that scene it's that vision of just hmm. standing right by your side kneeling when you are bowing and saying I am walking with you and let me fight this larger battle hmm. that we see in the book right so for instance so to your point and just uh, going over back to uh, uh, I finally got the <laughs> you did the church I was looking for <laughs> so it's the church in Pergamum, Pergamum <laughs> which Pergamum means height or elevation um so he says, you know, it goes into this thing of like, this one says the one wielding the sharp, swift, and large double-edged sword that I know and see where you inhabit, where Satan, the adversary's seat of power or throne is, and you continue to hold fast and not let go of my name, and you do not deny or disavow the conviction of faith that belongs mm. to me and characterized by me, that even in the days of Antipas, my martyr witness, my trusty, believing, faithful one was put mm. to death among all of you where Satan the adversary dwells and exercises power and rule. Mm. But he has this thing against against them, that they in that place continue to hold and retain the power, the teaching and retain, to the, retain the power of the teaching and doctrine of Balaam, who kept teaching Balak to ray Barak, to lay an offering, uh, sorry, to offer an of, offending stumbling block in the sight of the children of Israel, to eat and consume foods consecrated and sacrificed unto idols and indulge in fornication committing their bodies to lustful activities and to idolatry itself. So in this way, uh, you know, you guys are going down the way of the Nicolaitans. It is actually Pergamum with the Nicolaitans. Uh, but here's a fascinating thing. So he says, to the one that overcomes, I will continue to supply and give the, hit, the hidden manna, the secret hidden manna. And I will continue to supply to that one a brilliant, dazzling white and small, smooth stone, stone ticket of admission an offer of my verdict of approval, as well as a fresh, new, and used and unheard of identity name written on that very same small, smooth stone ticket of admission, which no one else sees or knows, only the one receiving it. Mm. So the language out of uh, Pergamum stuff is fascinating, right? So three key things that I'll just point out real quick. So the one wielding the sword. We already saw Jesus having the image John sees that Jesus pulling out a sword from his mouth, right? large double swift sword Mm. uh the funny thing about the greek is that it's a large sword so but regular translations don't translate it as like a large sword they just translate it as like a regular sword and it's actually a large sword in the greek um and uh the other thing that to to note with this is that not only is this a point that is going to be key to what jesus Mm. says it's also something that was uh, key to how antipas died Mm. right so what Pergamum was known for doing when killing Christians was that they put you inside this thing known as a bronze bull structure mm. where they put you in the hatch in the lower belly side of this model mold of a, of a bull and then they lay fire underneath the bull's belly and so as a person is screaming in agony bound in robes the sound would travel through uh, 
some tube going up to the mouth of the of the bull, the bronze bull image, and it'll create the sound of like a bull that's charging. Mm. It's like alive, like mm. you know, like the okay. braying kind of sound of it. Mm. Uh, the mooing, that really raw, visceral, like raw, like like something's mm. happening to the bull, to the bull. So it'll create that illusion. So out of its mouth would speak like a lot, like you know, it'll utter like a sound. It'll mm. make sounds that sound like some like a bull that's alive and yeah. charging. But Jesus is now talking as the one who's wielding something like from whose mouth comes mm. a large double-edged sword, and it's going to do and it's going to do things. Mm. Uh, another thing to keep in mind is that there's also the stones, right? Mm. The stone that Jesus talks about as the ticket, the 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 symbol of approval. It's fascinating. It's both an encouragement and also a downside to it, because on one hand, what people would do with the bones of those who are completely already killed in these bulls was that they were turned into little, little ornaments that people would wear and they would use that as a symbol of like a kind of like a ticket to like some events so they'd use that as like something that you wear like proudly right mm. and only the person who has that your only your name would pretty much be on it right and you would be like hey i'd go in to set and set event mm. that was exclusive right it's, ex- it's an exclusive event you only go in when you have that mm. so jesus is saying to those who die the same way mm. or would be willing to go down that path that they would get their own quote-unquote stone ticket of admission that same smooth stone it's not like a stone stone uh which would be made of bones <laughs> that that's your way in mm. um that and that kind of like throws you off a little bit because yeah. you're like you don't expect that to be the image yeah. that you'd get to encourage you Mm-hmm. But Jesus is saying, hey, remember how Antipas went down and how he was loyal to the end? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I'm expecting from you guys. Yeah. So it's a fascinating, like, huh, something going on in the context, but something that's very relevant to what you're seeing and hearing yeah. from John. So it's a, it's a fun, it's really reading it from so far into the future, like right now in the 21st century. It's kind of like a, huh, it's a joy, joyful thing, but also a downer. Yeah. <laughs> like it has both, mm-hmm. both sides to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Yeah, mm. and martyr witness comes up again and again and again yeah. uh, in the text, and Jesus describes himself as a martyr, mm. as a martyr witness who's died and rose again. So yeah. it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. yeah go. I think. Yeah. I think something that uh, I've learned and I've grown with, mm. right, is not only uh, this text being very. Uh, like, I think you just call it what it is. Like, reading the Bible, mm. you're going to read about violence, mm. suffering, pain, sadness, hurt, love, mm. joy, <laughs> happiness, mm. right? Yeah. All simultaneously existing, which is honestly a reflection of the lives that we live, even in this century, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of times, we talk of martyr language. It gets very uncomfortable for a lot of mm. people, especially now. Because you're just like, I'm just trying to get a Starbucks latte. I didn't expect I was going to have to... Die. No, I think in the yeah, actual... Yeah, like, like I, no, we do not. No, we do not have to worry about... Well, in our location where we are now, we right. don't have to worry about some things. We right. cannot save that for the rest of the world. Right. 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 Um, and with that being said, I think one of those things is knowing, first and foremost, that Jesus is the ultimate martyr. Like, Jesus is the ultimate person who sacrificed for all of us. Yeah. And then having that safety and protection wrapped around that right. pre, before we even go down the road, right. is uh, something that I really hold on to. Mm. I think my hope for us talking about this stuff that might feel a little uncomfortable, make you feel queasy and right. not so fun, right. right? 
or is that uh, even if you only get it to Revelations and you only read chapter one and you're just like, you know what? My and Brian are not telling the truth to us whatsoever. Right. This is a horrible text. I don't want right. to read it. Is that right. in the midst of that chaos, seeing that that there's a reflection. There's something mm-hmm. that uh, brought, that I always get wrong in saying, mm-hmm. but I know you will say it correctly. What's with it? Uh, it's not, the text isn't like reflection. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the text is it? It's not to us, for us, for us, to us. I always get that mixed up. Oh, not addressed to <laughs> us, but it's a, it's for us. We're yeah. not the original audience. Say it again, because yeah, it's not addressed to us, but it's it's because we're not the original audience. But it was addressed. It's it's still for us. It's yeah. very much for us to know, uh, and that's something that you also get from John, as John's uh, writing the book of Revelation, right? Like mm-hmm. he's he's as Jesus dictates and tells him, "Hey, write this thing says." blah blah you know this that this and this and this and x y and z this is what to do so this is what to keep in mind it's not a it's not a text that's telling you okay you out in minnesota you out in cleveland you out in australia you out in canada you out in it's not speaking to a particular church there yeah but it's speaking to this particular churches and we're supposed to be able to see ourselves in them Mm. in the experiences we're supposed to be able to see ourselves in what they were struggling with in what they were good at what they were not mm. but also understand that god is not one who's trying to get rid of any one of us but trying mm. to like help us strengthen what we have if we feel like we're struggling a little bit or help us really uh, find hope and faith and encouragement in that he's not only looking at us and watching us but that he's trying to motivate us towards you know doing the best we can mm-hmm. in the world that we live in yeah. and being as faithful as you can until the end. And which is something that is very important in the text to remain mm-hmm. faithful to him till the end. Uh, we don't know what that end will look like. Um, and I know there's a lot of speculation that surrounds the book of revelation, so, so but it's still important to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's still important to know what does the text say? Why does it speak this way yeah. about these issues and what is important about reading it mm. and meditating on it because mm. the text doesn't tell you that you'll leave here like a great theological point yeah it'll tell you that you're supposed to mull over this again and again and again yeah. the same intensity that um so like for example a good parallel point with revelation as you're approaching it is to look at the law so if, if you have anyone in our audience who's jewish or christian or someone yeah. who's very well versed the old testament or hebrew bible you'll probably know this that uh the same, the same thing John is talking about the Book of Revelation is something that's very similar to what was expected of Josh uh, of Joshua mm-hmm. as he was taking over from Moses. So Moses said Moses instructed to Joshua to meditate and dwell mm-hmm. on the law day in day out. Mm-hmm. That's what you're supposed to, and then teach it. Like you're supposed to spend time day in day mm-hmm. out. It's not to create like theological powerpoints, but for you to like dwell and. Like really meditate on it and let that change you. Yeah. Like let that let that really change how you see the world, how you see God's action in the world mm. and in the church and in your own life. Yeah. The same language is the same one in Re- in Revelation. Yeah. Spend time. Yeah. Go over it again and again and again and again. Yeah. Yeah. And understand that there's 
comfort in the discomfort. Yes. Right? Like, this yeah. is not... If you read the book of Revelations and you read the entire... Like, let's say you read the entire book and you are comfortable with everything going on, mm. I want you to reread it. <laughs> like, I really do. A lot of questions and I also want you to reread it. <laughs> right? <laughs> because this should be something that... It, 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 the beauty of our faith mm. is that we fi- ha- we're finding the comfort in the discomfort because mm. it's, for me, a faith that's on the ground. Mm. right being with people it's mm. being seeing someone that you not necessarily like and then having mm. to love right mm. like the same thing is applied to the text that we're reading right like right. you're going to pick up each and every single time you open your bible something you're like wow yeah this is so uncomfortable and i don't like this right and then being able to sit with that and that yeah. being okay that you're not comfortable and knowing yeah. that god never punishes you for that is not something mm. that's harsh for you for that that is mm. just you were you Fully should be able to ask questions and are allowed to ask questions, right? Yeah. Which is something that I say this because it's something I personally have struggled with for mm. so long myself, right? Mm. I thought going mm. to the text, I was like, I'll read this. I feel comfortable about that, and then it's fine. I'll just like, ca- I'll, I'll be over here in the uncomfortable section. That's actually true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. True. <laughs> it'll just yeah. be in my section of uh, discomfort, and I won't like it, That's and true. it won't bring up anything for me, and I, it'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be fine. I'll just ignore it, and then I'll just like read, yeah. you know, Matthew again. Matthew's fun, right? Mm. And then I'll read some Psalms, the ones mm. I like, and not the other ones, mm. right? <laughs> and, mm. and I think, uh, that's when you jump into the heavier books, right? Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying you have to jump in this week, but when right. you get an opportunity or moment to do it, yeah. like to read Revelation, read Job, read mm. uh, Leviticus, mm. that it actually expands your faith because you have to then go to God and be mm. like, why, what the heck is happening? Mm. And have those moments of prayer time and allow that Holy have the Holy Spirit to really fill in the gaps for you. <laughs> mm. I, I think I think the biggest thing is also, so his Maya's hinted at something that's very important as well, yeah. which is I, I feel people forget going into like a book like Revelation. So, with each message that Jesus says, it's fascinating that it always ends with this very interesting point, mm. uh, not point, but this verse. Yeah, uh, these things says. Oh, hear, hear and give heed to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Mm. So, hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Implies that the Spirit is the one speaking, and the words that are being spoken are supposed to be spiritually discerned. Yes. Not something that you just come in intellectually and just, just rely on that alone. Mm. Uh, and which goes also into like the fundamental four principles that we were looking at like from Maya's tradition where she comes from like a Wesleyan tradition which draws from heavily from the Anglican tradition which talks about scripture uh-huh. tradition uh-huh. reason uh-huh. and experience and experience Woo. <laughs> so all four married in one hmm. uh, and those are very important things to keep in mind even as you approach the text because it's it's, it's something to approach with a lot of humility like I'm a scholar of like Greek and Hebrew it's part of the reason why I'm and you know Latin and these things but and that's why I'm translating my, you know, my version of the New Testament. But at the same time, I have to do it very humbly to make sure that it's not about, you know, it's not full of like huge jargon and like huge words and stuff. But it's something that someone can pick up and read yeah. and try and understand. And it makes it's it's easier for someone to kind of like wrestle with mm. some ideas and concepts mm. because we all do. We we are called to really take time in these things, mm-hmm. and and and. 
keeping that in mind we're trying to lean on the spirit because that's something that we always forget especially in western traditions when it comes to yeah. reading the text it's something to keep in mind right and yeah. it's what really it's the one factor that helps you really stay truly still mm-hmm. in your moments with jesus right so yeah. you're still moments are supposed to be spiritually still yes. <laughs> moments with jesus so mm-hmm. uh, spirit filled or spirit whatever whatever language you're trying to mm-hmm. whatever really gets you to think about it but the spirit is supposed to be number one front and center mm-hmm. helping you understand and discern mm-hmm. basically what you're saying is pray as you go in and as you go in also continue to read mm-hmm. as you continue to read continue to discuss continue to reason it out yes. as you continue to do that ask for experience and pray things that you learn that jump out at you that's really the spirit speaking to you on some things yeah and know that you the thing that i've also grown in mm-hmm. a lot is you <laughs> say this humbly is understanding that before i really would just go like jump in and be like oh, i'll just read like mm-hmm. i've heard something about revelation said it let's just hop on in there and see what mm-hmm. happens and be like mm, i don't mm-hmm. like what they just said about that lady mm-hmm. what is even that going on right yeah but what i realized is that for me starting in the beginning of each text mm-hmm. prayerfully reading in and then realizing that it is a slow process and that yeah there is yeah such space for that slowness yeah i think everyone at least for me i'll be like oh i want to memorize all these scriptures i want to know yeah. the entire text i want to be like citing yeah. sources which is not bad isaiah it's, it's, it's okay it's wonderful it's, it's fine yeah. it's wonderful yeah but i think the deeper the way you get deeper the way you like hmm. uh like really like dive yeah. and dive in and yeah. allow the spirit to be with you yeah. is by taking your Mm. like you memorize Isaiah great we love that for you that's mm-hmm. awesome mm-hmm. but I want you to read that entire chapter again because there's gonna be something that right you miss because I miss it too yeah. so I do I do yeah. as well all the time I read, I read the languages so there's stuff the I miss and learn yes I've been learning a lot about revelation just translating it yes. again just translating it so yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot to dig into there's yes. a lot to learn and I think getting to a place where you realize that it's you want to sit at the at the mass at, at jesus's feet as a mass and lord and god of you know yeah all creation and just like learn directly from him is is a blessing in and of itself it's a hard thing to do because in our nature we want to be in control of everything but letting go is part of being still mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's part of being still and learning so yeah. this week with the elections the thing that i think i've tried to do yeah and brian's tried to do and mm-hmm. we hope that he'll take away from it is that even when it seems like chaotic like the book of revelations or just chaotic yeah. like they're just this does not make sense <laughs> mm. is 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 to go you can go to the book of revelations you also can go to your favorite chapter that you just have for yourself right like psalm 91 uh mm-hmm. but you can do those things but still be in the act of being that still prayerfulness right the thing that gets me through the week that allows us to sleep at night is mm. just constant amounts of prayer mm. which i know and also for me yeah. i'm like a lot of times it's many prayers it might be a prayer for like literally 30 seconds and then you're going on to do something else you're right, right? but it's just right. knowing that when you take that time it's kind of like you're making a cake and you're adding a bunch right. of ingredients right. and allowing the holy spirit to be right there present with you to bake the cake right, right? It, it, that's that's the thing that really like yeah 
will get for us at least and I know hopefully for you yeah. we'll be able to yeah. allow you to expand in this and find those maybe like questions that you have always wanted to know yeah yeah and and the thing about being still as you do things is that it'll make you question your own things things that no one else will make you question or ask like for instance why am i afraid of revelation or why am i afraid yeah. of doing this why do i not talk to god more why do i why am i suspicious or scared or not trusting of the spirit why don't i lean on god's guidance on some things mm-hmm. especially when things start to stand out to you on your own mm-hmm. without the aid of like a pastor or anything just because you're spending time yourself yes. you're just trying to like read and learn and yes and 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 understand god's thing and then the challenges you're throwing to you is not a new thing we essentially trying to throw something your way that the book of first john pitches to you yeah that pitches to us as believers that you know you do not need anyone to necessarily teach you things because you have the spirit and the spirit reveals all things mm. so what we're asking you to do is you basically lean into that more that you are someone Jesus deeply loves and is concerned mm. about and is mm. trying to talk to mm. uh, certainly during this time these times of crisis as, as my wife has beautifully and wonderfully said and hinted at it's you matter in as mm. much as you don't see it you matter you may not feel it you may not experience it you may not hear it yeah. and I don't know where you are I don't know who you are mm. I don't know where you're listening to us from we've seen we've been watching people from Brussels uh, follow us what people from Canada people from Kenya people from the US just tune into still moments mm. we do not know who you are yeah. we are grateful for you following us yeah. we thank God for your lives we pray for you guys mm. But we want to ask you guys to just also spend time, yeah. like genuinely spend time. That's why this channel exists, yeah. is to encourage and facilitate that life. Because mm. uh, as you know, I'm more ascetically leaning as well. And a lot of the ascetic life, Christian ascetic lifestyle is dependent on you waiting, mm. watching, trusting. Mm. Things may not look the way they do, yeah. but trust me, that doesn't change how God stays with you. Yeah works with you mm. talks to you mm. engages you doesn't matter where you're from he is there and he's trying to speak with you mm. so that's something we just want to encourage you guys to do like all of you listening mm. and know that you're not alone mm. above all you are not alone yes and remember if you want someone to just talk to in the course of the week if you want to just book yes a time with us and you don't know about our rates I know you've only seen the American rates on the page if you just want a different rate for a different country please feel free to hit us up and just talk we are more than ready yeah. we have discussions arguments whatever you want whatever you feel really would help you yes. even in your own walk even if you're just exploring and trying to ask questions yeah. please feel free mm. Maya is there anything you yeah. feel like we should add there no we just thank you for your time Yeah. we pray that you have a wonderful week ahead and we pray we that yes and yeah. that wherever you are whatever you're doing that we are here for you yeah. but most importantly we know that god is here for you as well yeah so stay blessed please follow us on still moments with jesus on all platforms instagram tiktok facebook linkedin yep <laughs> and our website yeah. and we yeah just thank you thank you so much okay. and until next time remember to keep keep it still in your moments with Jesus? With Jesus. There we go. There we go. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you.